What is up, LinkedIn? Look, I made the intro longer for everybody, so uh, super excited about that. But uh, welcome in, guys. If you're just joining, this is recruiting is no joke. And look, we are at episode 53, so it means that we have outlasted probably 99% of podcasts because everybody starts them and gets five episodes in. Uh, but that's not how we roll over here with the Realist Recruiter. So uh, I want to give a special, special shout out to the one and only sponsor, MetaView. I love MetaView. If you guys haven't checked out my last video, I asked a simple question. Are you still using your hands to type? And if you answered yes, as a recruiter, you need to go sign up for MetaView for free. Test it out because they have AI transcription for candidate debriefs, for hiring manager intake calls, for candidate calls, um, and it's a game changer, okay? It will summarize the conversations for you, uh, and I cannot recommend them enough. So go try them out. I'll put the link in my profile. So thank you, MetaView. Um, and then welcome, Jess. I see you out there. Who else is out there? Don't be shy. I hate when, we, uh, when we're shy out there. Let me know who's out there. Get in the chat and say hi. And then as you have questions for our guest today, as you got comments, please, please, please ask away. Just comment so we can get uh, the conversation going. And as always, if you're looking for a job, that's totally fine. We're not going to have a job searching hour or a job search hour right now. Uh, but you can, you know, share what jobs you're looking for or what you're open to. And I'm happy to uh, put that on the screen so everybody can see it as well. Uh, so without further ado, that's probably the longest introduction I've ever done on this show. Uh, but super excited for today's guest. So I am going to welcome on Ahmed. Hey, hey. What's going on, my man? Good, man. How are you? By the way, um, I, I think I know why you your your podcast has lasted so long. Uh, it's It's got to be the music. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just made that intro. Like, the intro before this week was like 15 seconds. And then I was like, this is not long enough. So, um, man, I love that intro music. I almost had my glow sticks out. <laughs> right. There you go. Shout out, shout out to Descript, paid version. You could get access to lots of uh, cool tunes. I love um, it. I Jack love out it. there as well. Jack, good to see you. Jess, good to see you. We've got LinkedIn user. I don't know who you are, but that's okay. But Amit, why don't you uh, why don't you give us a brief introduction? Like, who are you? What do you do? I mean, you got it on your screen, but why don't you, why don't you give us a, a quick intro here? Yeah, thanks, Joel. Uh, thanks for having me on today. Um, Amit Parmar, uh, CEO of Clickify. Uh, I cut my, cut my teeth into HR and talent uh, for the last 18 years. Um, so call me uh, an HR slash talent geek, if you will. Yeah, I love, it. Uh, love the topic of, of HR and what it can do for, for people's lives um, and for organizations. Um, and so launched Clickify, which is an employer branding platform uh, about three years ago uh, and just seen phenomenal growth and success with, with support from folks like you. Uh, so, so thank you for that, Joel. I love that. And, and you know, taking a look back, um, you know, when, when this, this 18 year career or, or, you know, coming up to, I mean, that's coming up to two decades. So it's pretty impressive. How, how did you get started in the HR recruitment space? Yeah. You know, um, I'm one of the few who, who didn't just end up in. Oh, in, wow. You're uh, one of two out of 53 episodes. <laughs> uh, one of the few who didn't just end up in HR I actually went to school for it. Um, cool. 
uh, got my uh, master's in HR from Rutgers University. So if there are any Scarlet Knights out there, uh, Rutgers, New Jersey, uh, shout out to you guys. Um, and IBM recruited heavily there uh, uh, out of the HR program at Rutgers. So I'm a product of that. Cool. Uh, uh, so they recruited me um, in, in the New York office. Uh, so I'm, I'm from Jersey slash New York originally uh, and started my HR career back in 2002. So it's, it's been a long time. Man, 21 uh, years then. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I suck at math. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's roughly like 18 plus, 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 you know, years. Um, cool. And, and went to Deloitte from there, uh, supporting, you know, many, many large global uh, HR IT implementations. So that's how I kind of got into HR. Uh, and I will say if, if there are any early career HR folks out there, uh, highly suggest you start out your career in, in consulting um, with with the big four or big three now and really start to cut your teeth into HR, IT and analytics um, and, and really starting to think about how do systems actually work to to support the various processes that you have. Um, and, and I got to learn that fortunate enough to learn that pretty early on in my career. And then I moved into an internal HR role um, at a, a large IT company, about a $4 billion IT company. Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick break to mention my sponsor, MetaView. MetaView is the AI assistant for interviewing. It completely removes the need for recruiters to take notes during interviews because their AI is designed to take world-class interview notes for you. The result? You're safe from the drudgery of note-taking and can instead spend time on what actually matters, being present, curious, and engaging with candidates, then making high-quality decisions based on insight, not memory. also means your organization has 10 times better data about every candidate you speak to because you're no longer relying on people to remember everything that was discussed and submit accurate notes. Unlike humans, MetaView never gets tired. It doesn't forget anything and it structures the notes perfectly. Recruiters at companies like Brex, Robinhood, and Cura describe MetaView as a game changer for their efficiency and ability to have high-quality interactions with candidates. MetaView lets them focus on the conversation rather than on taking notes. See the magic for yourself for free on your first five interviews. Head over to www.metaview.ai backslash no joke to get started. Where I just frankly just took every job that nobody wanted um, and, and raised my hand to be a, a business partner or a recruiter, um, made it all the way to, to lead the talent function globally with a $30 million budget. Um, and about 4 million of that I would spend on, or invest rather, uh, on attracting talent from, an, from a branding perspective. And that's what led me to, to build Clickify, which is, which is a, the, I would like to think it is, is a highly intelligent employer branding platform. Yeah, no, I, lo I love your journey. I love uh, how you, you know, how you think about branding and talent attraction. Uh, definitely a, a lot of synergy there with, you know, a lot of the things that I'm really passionate about. Um, curious, like, obviously, you you're building a business. Um, is that something that you always had aspirations to do or how, how did you come about? How did that come about the entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, I think, you know, I think we all have an entrepreneur in us and, and one way or another, uh, you're, you're always looking to, to solve problems. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the type and I, I know you are as well, uh, never happy with status quo, right? Uh, so always looking at, okay, even it could be as little as a process that you're unhappy with, right? And, and how do you solve it? Um, and you don't need to be an entrepreneur to do that. You, you can do that within the confines of your organization as well. And I just happened to be that. And I, I found this, this white space that um, none of the vendors who I, I, I was a client of um, really, to be honest, they didn't really get it. Right. And so uh, that was the genesis for why we went off and, and built uh, what we did. And and frankly, took a leap of faith that, you know, it's uh, the world is and this is probably because of COVID in, in some ways as well, because people are rethinking, you know, their life and, and prioritizing their life as well. And so it was around that time when when I thought uh, we can we can take this leap of faith and, and actually build this business. Uh, never thought being in HR that I could actually run and build and grow uh, a SaaS company, right? Um, and it's been an amazing journey. Uh, every day is a, is a lesson and, and a learning, uh, similar to the, the world I had in, in the corporate side. Um, but honestly, it's it's been a it's it's been a good solid journey with all kinds of lessons. Uh, I, I wouldn't have met you, Joel, hadn't it hadn't it been for this journey as well, right? So. Uh, there's a silver lining and everything in terms of uh, how you're how I'm you're the highlight the meeting <laughs> me was the highlight of starting a business <laughs> totally absolutely. absolutely you're 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 always learning right and there's yeah there there are ways i think the the big thing is uh if you identify the problem you're you have a you're you have a big conviction that you can actually solve the problem um that's what it takes really uh, i think success will follow as long as you're after the right problem and you're addressing it in the right way yeah, no, I love that. Um, so when we, you know, we've and we've had a couple of guests. We actually did a like an employer branding uh, round circle not too long ago. So anyone who's been following me for a while, you would have seen that show. We had some uh, you know, employer branding practitioners and consultants, and we're just discussing employer branding. Um, and so I'm curious from from your point of view, because uh, because I'm not always sure people even understand what employer branding is. And it seems like there's a couple of definitions flying around. So, you know, if you were to kind of give a, an, an elevated pitch for employer branding, what it is, why it's important, um, you know, what, what is, I guess, what is it? And um, what isn't it maybe could be, could be an equally sure. good question. Yeah. And, and spot on Joel, like employer branding is such a broad like area and it's very nebulous. Right. Um, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you kind of how I, have grown to uh, to appreciate uh, employer branding, both from a talent attraction standpoint, but also talent retention. Uh, and it has real value. Um, and the way the way we think about uh, employer branding in the most broadest terms and what it actually means is really understanding what experiences you're providing to your employees, candidates, alumni, right? Like the whole ecosystem. Um, of of what your value is uh, to what the value is of your company or your organization to the people you serve, right? Uh, and and how you portray that value in a very transparent and authentic way back to candidates as well as to your employees, right? So um, I think everything a chief people officer 
is in charge of actually hits employer branding, you know, one to one. And uh, so be it be it HR policies, right? Uh, you are, believe it or not, the way you write your HR policies, you're actually branding your company with your employees. Um, what those policies end up defining is an experience for your people. That's also branding, right? Um, and so everything you do, uh, I actually think experience equals brand, right? And and everything you provide as a chief people officer, uh, as well as a, a C-suite, back to your employees, candidates, and alumni is essentially your brand as it relates to what you can expect to in return for the time that you're committing with the with the organization, right? So the way we uh, have gone out to to actually support and scale that for enterprises through Clickify is to actually unravel like all of the different elements of the value proposition, and frankly dissect it to a point where it's palpable. People understand what it is. Uh, we've got like different categories of your value proposition. So be it diversity or social responsibility or, hey, like uh, if I if I decide to join this company, how am I going to be treated? Right. Am I going to feel included? So there's that whole element of inclusion and diversity built into that as well. Um, with the, the large kind of the end goal is to drive transparency with what that organization might be like if I decide to join it or if I'm in it today, what is it evolving into, right? Mm -hmm. So there may be elements of the organization that I love today as an employee, but there may be some things that I'm not happy about, right? Uh, and that also has an impact from a brand standpoint. So that's how, uh, I'm sorry, this is a long-winded answer, Joel, but it's, it's a very- Yeah, it was point. supposed to be an elevated pitch. So. <laughs> <laughs> But really, that's how that's really how, uh, in our view, in my experience as, as a talent yeah. leader, that's how we should be thinking about an employer brand. Yeah, I love that. Look, I, I really like the piece too around like experience is brand, right? And so uh, let's let's take a small kind of slice of the pie and talk about you know recruitment and employer brand. Obviously, this is recruiting is no joke, and you've led. Uh, really large TA organizations, and so you're, you know, things like Canada's experience obviously impact the brand. So, what do you think some of the challenges are, um, you know, and some of the challenges that recruiters face when it comes to employer branding, and um, what are some of the changes you're seeing just as a whole as far as how candidates seem to be interacting with recruiters while they're trying to recruit and interacting with uh, with employer brand too when they're making those decisions. Yeah, great question, Joel. So I, I think I think we're at a very interesting juncture um, as as recruiters and as recruiting leaders. Is you've got like content right um, that is uh, at the at the center stage of how you engage with talent, right? And and more and more, uh, and I always refer to the Edelman Trust Barometer. Um, if you look at Edelman's Trust Barometer, they publish a study every year on how people feel about organizations and institutions globally. Mm. And it's been on a downward trajectory year over year. And so what's happening is you've got this trust issue between the candidate and the institution and the recruiter is a representative of the institution, right? So you're, you're already starting out as a recruiter 
kind of uh, in the hold, if you will, or two steps back in terms of relationship building with candidates. And so, you know, the big thing for us uh, is content. If you have the right kind of content uh, that the recruiter can share about the company or the culture at the company, realistic culture at the company, um, as much as possible. Um, yeah, what what do you mean by that, too? I just just to kind of paint that that picture because uh, this so, is yeah. So, so as an example, if if I'm if I'm uh, hiring data scientists right now, right, um, or, or machine learning experts uh, as a recruiter, and let's say I'm assigned a rec to hire go after data scientists. Well, as a recruiter, what kind of content are you putting out that that a, a data scientist out there, be it on social networks or uh, on Reddit or you know Slack channels? wherever they're hanging out, find out where they're hanging out and where, what are you sharing about data science and machine learning that, that, that person or that candidate might be interested in speaking with you about. All right. Um, and that's the most, you know, that's the most kind of tactical example of what I mean by content, but really understanding how to engage with the various talent pools that you're asked to go out there and recruit you got to be that sub, almost that subject matter expert beyond your recruiting or your hiring manager, right? Um, I've I've even seen sometimes hiring managers don't themselves don't know what they're being asked to recruit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? It's like so you, you've got gaps in in how you're telling that story, and many times it's not even maybe about the job itself. Maybe it's just purely about hey, I just initially want to. Uh, make people aware of how great my company is to work for. Or, hey, there's some amazing attributes of the culture here that frankly keeps me here as, as, an, uh, as an employee. So I want to share that, right? I want to share that in a meaningful way. Um, and, and so there are, there are content journeys, if you will, that you can create to get people to connect with you at a deeper level than just like, hey, I've got this job, we're hiring, you know, would you be interested in speaking with me? <laughs> right, right. Which happens, as you know, Joel, quite a bit um, right now. I mean, this is, um, you know, I think with all of the developments, and I, I see a lot of these developments, right, all the time with, with AI, and um, we talk about, I feel like I talk about this every week, but, um, you know, things like messaging and sequence it, you know, message sequences and, um, I mean, there's now automation where you can, you know, automatically comment on people's social media posts. So, so there's so much noise out there um, that I, I think, like, if you're just purely relying on those transactional messages, like you're talking about, it, it's. I think it's hard to recruit people. I think it's hard to sell. I think it's hard to. Um, it's just harder and harder to generate conversations with people. Uh, but from a recruitment perspective, if you add in then there is kind of a lack of trust of organizations and then recruiters within organizations. Uh, I think one of the things I've been seeing a lot more work well is to your point, posting content that's gonna impact the candidates you're looking to recruit. Um, and then also, you know, even just building relationships with hiring managers through content. This is, this is something which I've realized more and more is if you're creating content within an organization as a recruiter, you know, your hiring managers are going to see this and then their network is going to see it. So if you can get hiring managers to interact, you can get into start to get into that network. Uh, but I think it's getting away from just purely posting about jobs and and thinking less about 
kind of yourself with the content and more about like, okay, what is going to be interesting and what's going to impact candidates? Um, and then mixing that in, obviously, with the organization. And I, I think giving like unique snapshots into the company, um, you know, some of the authenticity, you know, some of that authentic content um, that's, you know, maybe from your perspective or other employee, employees' perspective, as well as some of that um, kind of what I, you know, what I think of like professional curated content. It's, it's like kind of having a balance of everything, right? Because you don't want to, you don't want to get so far away where people forget where you work, where you, who you work for, and that they're a great organization. But it's like you, you also don't want to just keep on hitting them with the same messages over and over and over because I think people just lose, uh, yeah. they might lose trust or engagement. So yeah. I'm, you're, you're I'm on, sorry if I may. You're, you're yeah, yeah, of course. Your point on. Um, getting the hiring managers involved is a big one, right? Because there is that added trust layer with the hiring manager and the potential candidates. So, uh, I mean, just imagine a, a Zoom or a Teams interview between a recruiter and a hiring manager about a data scientist that they want to hire. Um, and the recruiter is simply asking the hiring manager, hey, what, what's your leadership style, right? Uh, can you give us a view into how you how you lead teams, right? Uh, just imagine that interview, and then the recruiter taking that that clip or clips from that interview and sharing it uh, with, uh, in the various channels, right? Uh, there's a group out there for data scientists that's 738,000 members on LinkedIn, right? How active are recruiters in that group with content like that, right? And that's what I mean by content. There is no AI for that, right? Like there, it's it's a conversation. It's a human to human conversation about the leadership style of the manager that that person might be working with. Why? This is and this is just I'm genuinely genuinely curious as somebody, uh, yeah, from your perspective, who sat in uh, leadership seats internally, right? I've had I've never been on the internal side of recruitment it's always been agency and so i've partnered with a lot of internal teams but i am curious what is the hesitancy with strategies like that because I, I feel like that to me yeah. would be way more engaging and, and 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 almost like helpful as a candidate to get a you know to peer into like you know how do they communicate like what are they into um i would be really you know i'd, I'd love to engage with that type of content if i was thinking about joining a company so why aren't more companies doing this do you think yeah, I think Joel. I will say, um, I think I think a lot of companies. Um, uh, the way I, I would position this is basically it's always been done this way, right? So there are legacy processes and approaches uh, that uh, recruiters or any team members kind of get cultivated into, and, and and then now you're molding kind of a set process. Like I have to follow this process because that's how it's always been done this way, right? Um, meanwhile, you have recruiting leaders out there who, who are looking for innovation and different ways of doing things. You'll be surprised. Uh, I, I know a ton of recruiting leaders out there, um, some great ones who are yearning for innovation from their recruiting teams, right? Um, but it's it's a grassroots type of, of effort, right? Like if, if a recruiter, if one of my previous uh, teammates or recruiters came to me and said, hey, I want to interview this manager and do a do a Teams meeting, record it and, and push it out on socials, I'll be up all for it, right? But that's the, I think the issue is you, there aren't enough like ideas like that that are bubbling up to the top 
uh, to actually make waves, if you will. All right. So, so, okay. So you, so it's almost like recruiters kind of need to take the first step into that. Uh, I mean, obviously like, you're not gonna like a hiring, <laughs> I, I wouldn't necessarily think a hiring manager would be, be up for it, but like, what tips would you have then? Let's say you're a recruiter, um, looking to get creative with ways to source and, and kind of generate some new candidates. Um, what are some tips you have then just to kind of get that ball rolling? Like, you know, do you need to have set questions for the hiring manager? Like what, what are some of the things you've seen work well with, with, yeah. uh, with yeah, I think, I think many of us are used to the intake process, right? Like when you're, when you're first sitting down with the hiring manager, hopefully, hopefully you've had some kind of uh, relationship with this hiring manager, right? If not, if it's, if it's a brand new relationship, it's also a perfect opportunity for you to say, look, Hey, uh, you're you're looking, you know, we're looking to hire a data. I'm going to stick with the data scientist as an example. You're looking to hire a data scientist in in Chicago because I just I just saw Kathy joining us from Chicago here. Um, oh, Chicago, right? Um, so I'm looking to hire a data scientist data scientist in Chicago. If if I'm the recruiter in that intake meeting, it's literally like, hey, would you mind getting on a 10 minute you know Zoom meeting with me and talking about this role a little bit? I'll record it and I'll ask you like three questions. I'll ask you your leadership style, what your team's like, and what kind of flexibility am I going to have in my job, right? Uh, so you can have three questions. That's it. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that, right? And then, of course, you'll have managers who are not comfortable with that, which is okay, right? We'll just say, look, we'll record it. If you don't like it, we don't have to use it, <laughs> like, right? It's as simple as that. But let's start somewhere where you can actually have meaningful dialogue and some level of transparency and get the hiring managers involved in that process. Now, that's one role, right? We're not gonna do this for every role, but the next time this hiring manager has a data scientist role, you already have that clip. You could use it if the hiring manager is still there, right? So you can create scalable things with very little effort. Yeah, I love that. And look, if you're already having a conversation as well, I mean, to me, I would, you know, maybe add that into a process, right? Or, or motivate. And then I think it's from that point, it's really, really tracking what's the success rate with the video. Like, are you getting higher open rates? Are you able, you know, are people watching it? Um, I know, I, I mean, I see, I've definitely see I've, I, one, one example fairly recently. I know there's a, there's a company that I was, I was chatting to and uh, they, one of the things that they do is they, they will send videos throughout like, um, almost like the interview process to kind of keep people engaged too, um, in the process. And, you know, I love stuff like that. And I think to your point, what's really, I think the easiest thing to do is just to set up a process, um, and just stick with that and never look outside at, at some of these different things. Um, and I think you kind of, I think nowadays that you have to be able to do that and measure the success of it. And then obviously if one hiring manager gets really great success and they, you know, maybe you, the time to fill goes down, the, the quality of hire goes up, whatever your measurements are, it, then more people want to get in on it. Um, and then also, I love that idea of keeping it simple, right? Don't jump in there and go, hey, I, I'm going to do a, an hour long podcast with you, or I'm going to drill you, you know, with 20 questions, start off with three questions. Right. Um, and then and then use that content in your messages, use it on social. Um, I, lo I love that. And and I think as a candidate, we'll always, you know, candidate experience is, is just an all time low. And I'm like, all right, you, you, adding more engaging content, 
mm-hmm. allowing people to, to, to get a window into who they could be reporting to or working with. So it's like bringing in the team. Like there's just so many possibilities, I think. Um, and it, with candidate experience being an all time low, these are easy ways to, to bring the candidate experience higher and, and get better people engaged in, in the process too. Yeah, and it differentiates you, right? Because now, you know, I mean, you, I, I can tell you right now, data, data scientists, I, I know for a fact, every industry is looking for that skill set, right? Yeah. Regardless of whether you're a tech company or not. And so how do you stand out uh, with very authentic, non-AI driven messages, right? Uh, and very human messages where you people can actually relate to that that company and, and then of course they'll get they'll get a more detailed view into the culture as they go through the interview process right um, and making them aware of that process is a big thing as well so and, and I know I mean I know companies try to drive a standardized process and they'll communicate that but you know the reality Joel right like you'll have managers who want to go want to have every team member interview right that's like seven eight interviews or rounds that you have to go through regardless of what what the corporate you know processes you're going to have those those managers who have their own process built with the recruiter right um so how do you how do you make sure you as a recruiter have the a little bit of the influencing ability to say look hey manager this is this is a data science role uh, you know just within 60 miles of chicago you've got maybe 200 people with that skill set 195 of them are already empl- gainfully employed uh, you've got five people right to choose from there is intel like that available joel right uh going in with that and then saying all right so to to attract these five people or that are in the market right now that are available this is what it's going to take right uh and having that that data driven uh you know uh, strategy with your manager would go a long way in terms of building credibility with them too yeah I love that. It's it's huge, and I, I think uh, I think I think we're going to see a more you know more of an emphasis on employer brand and content and and talent attraction in in the future. But um, that's just my opinion. I'm curious. You do a lot of um, you know sentiment and like reports around employer brand. So you know, kind of looking in, into this next twelve months. Obviously, things can change. What are some of the priorities that? Um, that you're hearing, you know, and, and why don't you give us a little little bit of detail on like how you, you know, kind of find out what is important to uh, people who are an employer brand and people who are involved in this. Yeah, so we're, we're very big on data because we're a data-driven platform. Um, you know, if you take a step back to what's happening macro trends, right? And I, I spoke about this recently at HR Tech in Vegas, the, the macro trends that are happening uh, globally, right? Uh, birth rates are dropping. Uh, there's aging demographics um, in, in various parts of the world, especially in much mature markets like the US, UK, Japan, and, and so on, Germany included. You've got education that's getting expensive around the world, right? I mean, a, a bachelor's degree in the US costs about 70 grand a year right now, right? Oh, wow. Uh, on, on average, right? Uh, immigration policies are getting stricter. So, what's happening? with all of the macro trends is the it's it's putting a lot of pressure on on candidate pools right they're just they're just shrinking right and then you you layer on layer in on top of that you know all these skill sets that you need in a data scientist as an example right um you, what you're 
what you're finding is you're going to get over the years, and this is our data suggests at least through 2030, right? So for the next seven to eight years here, you're going to start, you're going to see this contraction of, of labor where you're not going to have enough people to, to go out there and attract because many of them are gainfully employed, regardless of what's happening in the, uh, you know, your unemployment rate, when I say it's at 3% right now, that's 97 out of 100 people that are gainfully employed, right? Um, and so don't let that fool you, right? Like th there's all kind of rhetoric out there that, hey, you know, it's becoming the, the, uh, the employer's market now and not the candidate market. When you, when you take a step back, it is, it is going to continue to be a candidate's market if you have the skill sets, right? And, and that's the, the big thing that we see. And from a branding standpoint, uh, and with, with AI content now, you're going to see so much noise, as to your point, Joel, with content that you're not going to know what's real, what's, what's, what's fake, right? So the, the more you can be authentic and get your people engaged in, in the content uh, creation as well as distribution process, uh, the better off you'll be in terms of attracting better talent compared to your competition. Uh, what we are seeing is you've got all kinds of intel coming out from, you know, how people are feeling about institutions, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you do have leadership gaps in companies. Um, leadership development investments are dropping uh, day by day, right? Uh, you've got a, a lot of early career talent who's moving into leadership ranks. Uh, so there's going to be some... Uh, there are going to be some challenges around how people feel about leadership, right, and companies. Uh, and so with all of those trends, you're, you're seeing, like, how do you stand out and how do you create those experiences that you can actually share back out with your candidates as well as employees to not only attract but also retain your people? Yeah. I look, and, and I think, you know, when, when we look at like the employer market and what, what people are dubbing it, I mean, it's even, this is a snapshot in time. Right. And so it's, it's, yeah, maybe in this moment, it can feel like that you you got a lot of applicants that are maybe more qualified, but as we go forward, that whole kind of talent shortage we've had the last 10 years, that is not like a thing that's just disappeared. Right. It's just, it just in this moment of time, maybe there's not as much hiring going on or, there's not as many open jobs, those those types of things. So that's gonna that's gonna change. And so I think actually now is the perfect time to be really thinking about, okay, what is our strategy? What's our strategy on social media? Where do we need to be? Kind of going back to some of those original questions um, that you were asking, like where is the talent spending time? How are we gonna how are we gonna reach people? Um, those are all things that I think companies need to think about. And you know, it's not just larger companies. I, I know you play with you work with a lot of really, really large enterprise companies. I think smaller companies, startups, um, you know, companies that are, are maybe, you know, not enterprise, whatever, whatever you would consider that. This is a huge opportunity to be able to grab some of the talent that might just gravitate towards enterprise clients because of, because of this whole trust thing. Right. And like, can you figure out what, why people would want to come work with you versus going to work at you know a really really well-known brand like how do you capture that market um and and i think 
there are limitations sometimes with really, really en big enterprise brands where they, they maybe are more hesitant of their recruiters kind of going rogue and creating content. Well, this is this is a way that you can start to grab some of that talent and really differentiate yourself in the market by really capitalizing on the fact that maybe you have some more, you know, there's a little bit more freedom there, or there aren't as many, you know, kind of brand protocols to follow as there would be enterprise. So I think it's at all levels, if you're in recruitment, in talent attraction, really grasping a hold of of like how this these these uh, candidates are just changing their behavior as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, the candidate behavior has shifted. Um, we actually did research on this where about 85% of candidates are researching your company in various different, at least seven different places, including uh, you know, what your employees are sharing on social channels, as an example, uh, before they even consider applying, right? And, and the whole application process in itself is very interesting, right? Like, uh, I always, um, I was just talking to my nephew yesterday, he's, he's, he's um, almost graduated with his master's in supply chain from Rutgers, right? Go Rutgers. Yeah. Um, and, and I was, you know, I was talking to him last night and, you know, he's looking again in the market, right? Cause he's about to graduate in August of 2024. So he's still got a little bit of time, but, you know, he, from, from his perspective, you know, and he, he's as much younger than me, uh, you know, he's looking at all kinds of, different options right like he's looking at startup he you know the, the glamour that used to be with these large enterprises isn't there anymore right um not that there's anything wrong with the large enterprises it's just i think it's a different um type of talent that gets attracted to the larger enterprises versus like the more entrepreneurial like heavily you know innovation driven uh companies right totally different cultures and and that's at the crux of it right like how do you especially if you're a large enterprise uh, you're you, i know i mean there's massive transformation efforts going on in large companies right now to be more modern to be more innovative right uh but honestly they get in their own ways right because of the scaffolding they've built over 150 years right around processes that they have so the processes the policies they have don't align with the culture they want to build Right. Mm. Yeah, and it's like it's like what you said too. It's that experience. It's like what does the hiring, the hiring booklet, or sorry, the the HR the HR booklet, like right. everything you're communicating in e emails. That's your employer brand. Yeah, and it's like I'll give you an example. Like if you want to build an innovative company, yeah, you you hire like the best minds out there because you have the money to be able to do that as a large company. Yeah, they they come into the company. Uh, and for like a hundred dollar, you know, a meal, you need to get three levels of approval, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and that's the, it's, it's a conundrum. Uh, and it's, it's frankly, uh, a mismatch of what you want in the talent and the processes that you've built over the last 150 years or 200 years, even that get in the way of that. And that's what I mean by employer brand, because you can't be selling stuff out there to amazing talent who then comes into the organization and it's like your processes and your, and yeah. your culture doesn't doesn't support it right man this is uh that's why i just i think recruiting and hiring is is so interesting and as you know whenever i always laugh when it's i get those messages about yeah we've you know we've fixed hiring we fixed talent and i just i look at it and go how many times have 
you know, when, when you think about just a match job description to a match um, resume and, you know, even through the interview process, like I've, I've just, I've experienced it so many times where the person interviews perfectly. Everything is amazing. Everyone's excited. The, the, the hiring manager's excited. The HR person's excited. The candidate's excited. As like three months later, yeah, I just, I don't think it's a good fit because it, because that is something of like, uh, it's hard to predict like things like the actual like core values and the culture and what, what that feels like. And it's, you know, it's, it's like, I think of a huge organization, the, you, you have like the culture that they're trying to get right, which, which they would maybe write down and everybody has an idea of like, this is the type of culture we're trying to build. But then you have the individual culture where if you just have a bad manager or you have a manager that's like suddenly changes on you, maybe maybe they get promoted in, suddenly your experience is way different. So you could have, you know, each candidate, each person has their own kind of individual view of what the culture is, even if you've got these universal messages, which is which makes it even more complex because it's like, how do you know how if we could figure out how people could interact together? You know, it'd be like every single dating app in the world would just instantly work and people would be married for the rest of their life. And yeah. it's the same thing with hiring, right? It's Yeah, there's so many variables, Joel, right? Like, uh, I don't think you could ever fix. Um, <laughs> like, it's not, it's not even about fixing because that implies that things are broken, right? Which people uh, say a lot. Yeah, right. Um, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it they're broken. They're just, it just depends where you want to be, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, you might have like your current processes are probably just fine for where you want to be right but if you want to be something all i'm suggesting is just make sure you look at your processes and policies inside out because nine times out of ten there's a miss a huge misalignment between where you want to be and what you're conveying to your people candidates included right man i look this is why and guys just so you know uh, we actually had a conversation earlier on today and i feel like both of us can uh we we uh, we love we love just talking about everything employer brand recruitment job market technology so uh, i know we could talk forever but uh we're running out of time on the show so uh, maybe we'll just have to do a part two but where can people find out about you where can they get information on clickify and uh, and then maybe just give us like um you know, one or two things that you're potentially looking at next year in terms of like events. So if people are out and about and they want to meet you, like where, 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 where can they find you? Yeah. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate you, man. Um, appreciate the time here. I'll always enjoy con conversing with you. Um, so uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Amit Parmar. Uh, we also have a pretty big following on Clickify uh, as well. Um, uh, I'll be, I haven't locked down on exactly where I'm going to be next year in terms of events. Uh, but you, I'm sure you'll find I'm very active on LinkedIn, so you, you'll find out where I'm at. Uh, would love to chat with any of the folks who, who are listening in today. Uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a talent junkie, so uh, I love the topic and, and would be happy to share and learn from, from the audience here as well. Yeah, guys, I will put um, its information on the, on the actual show. And then I, I would say too, this, uh, this survey that, that he does with the employer brand pros, definitely check that out. And I know that's on his featured section on his LinkedIn profile. So if you're interested in just knowing like what an employer branding leader is saying that are gonna be a focus for, of theirs. And if you're interested in that space at all, uh, definitely follow and, and connect with Ahmed as well. And uh, just a great person to be connected with. So uh, thank you to everybody who is out there, Jess, Jack, 
uh, Paul, Hal, and I saw it. I was I was on my LinkedIn page as well. There's usually uh, you know thirty to forty uh, people out there at any given moment. So if you're out there uh, and you're listening, really really appreciate your support. Uh, I will be back not next week because next week I'm taking off, but the week afterward. Uh, so let me just see who we've got on the show for next week or for the for the week after. So that's going to be November 29th. Two weeks we have Eric um, Siemens or yeah Siemens Simmons, uh, CEO of Workwolf. So I'm excited to have that conversation as well. So I'll see you guys in two weeks, and then a special shout out as well to MetaView. And uh, guys, if you look, I I feel like it's just a joke now, but the the whole joke about like using your hands to type if you're having any type of online meeting and you're not using metaview and you're in recruitment you need to just go try it out i promise you it will uh, revolutionize the way you interact with hiring managers and clients so go check out metaview and uh i thank you so much again and we will uh, we'll talk soon here i'm gonna have you hang out while i just end the stream